Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Poddiva. Hello, Poddiva listener. My name is Nick. I'm the staff writer here at Diva Magazine. And today's guest on the podcast is Kai Griffin. He's an actor, DJ, LGBTIQA plus activist, and he's graced our screens on Hollyoaks as Ripley Lennox. He also advocates for intersex rights at Intersex Equality Rights UK, and he was featured on this year's Diva Power List. We talk about all things intersectionality, queer joy, authentic casting, and more. I hope you enjoy listening. Part Diva. Hey, if you're curious, I have um, a cat in my lap. This is Tuesday. Oh my God. Yeah, newest addition to the family. Amazing. So cute. But firstly, thank you for speaking with me today. You're an actor, you're a DJ, you're an LGBTIQA activist. You're part of Intersex Equality Rights UK. Do you, do you, are you sleeping enough? How are you, how do you balance everything? Um, I am not sleep. Well, my, my version of sleeping enough is if I could sleep like 14 hours a night, but that's just being a person with fibromyalgia is <laughs> just wanting to sleep ridiculous amounts. Yeah. I was going to say balancing it all is definitely tough and I'm not going to pretend like I'm amazing at it or anything. I definitely have my off days, but overall you just got to roll with the punches. <laughs> you just got to you just got to keep doing things and hoping for the best and hoping that you just don't burn out. So I kind of try and just make sure that I have as much self-care in between everything as possible. And I try not to like judge myself too hard on what that self-care looks like. Sometimes that self-care does just look like eating a tub of ice cream on the sofa and watching a ton of Disney movies. And sometimes that self-care looks like me like working out, meditating, writing in my journal, things like that. But I try not to, I try not to judge myself too, too harshly on what my self-care looks like and just know that as long as I'm doing some self-care, I'm doing myself justice. Would you say that you have like a mission that impacts everything that you do? And if so, like what keeps you motivated with that? Oh, do I have a mission? I feel like I should have a mission statement by this point. I honestly don't feel like I have like a particular mission. I don't feel like I'm not a person who strongly believes in like end goals. I like to have very open-ended goals. I tend to do things like set myself like, I want to eat generally healthier in the future. I want to work out slightly more. I want to put an end to put an end to like, most turfs <laughs> like, I think a lot of it is that um is putting in those general things also because 
I'm a person who's really hard on myself, which I don't think is very shocking considering kind of everything I produce in terms of my work. I'm quite a perfectionist. So I've been trying to work on not having very set end goals and just working towards improving and being better. And I think that in terms of my work and keeping myself motivated, it is seeing like queer joy in the world. When I see those moments of like someone wrote LGBTIQA instead of putting the I after the Q um, or seeing moments where someone mentions intersex in a speech where previously intersex is never mentioned, just seeing just other like non-binary people just flourishing in the world. All of those things keep me motivated and it's those little pockets of joy that really do keep me motivated. I was going to ask you actually what is what is something that you do to like nurture queer joy within yourself? Oh honestly like I feel like my entire household is just a little bundle of queer joy. Yeah like I'm really lucky like I live with my fiance Saoirse soon to be my spouse. Um, I've got three cats now uh, one of which I'm literally holding in my arms and this is like the first time in my life where I've lived away from home and with a partner which is really scary but also like very liberating because I've got like a lovely little bubble of queer joy at home where just us being happy is like so against everything that I kind of grew up with it really fills me with joy that I can have the kind of life I do and not even a life that I thought I wanted because I never thought I wanted to get married or anything but I think just living living as myself authentically in the world has really changed my mind about things I want and I've realized that I can have things that I never thought I could and I can have them on my own terms I don't have to have them on everybody else's terms so that's been a really huge thing and that's how I kind of find my little pockets of queer joy at home then when I see them out in the world it's doubly so because I'm like wow it happens at my house and out there whoa Oh, it's so yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, and then talking of your your lovely partner as well. Actually, like we've just come out of um, like Lesbian Visibility Week, and I saw that you made a really um, moving post on Instagram where you were talking about how this year you're no longer hiding like being or being vague about your lesbian identity. And if you're comfortable talking about it, I wondered if you'd like to share like what your journey's been like on, on embracing your sexuality. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that it's a real interesting one because it took to the point where I identify as non-binary trans mask using he they pronouns to be comfortable with my lesbian identity which I think is confusing for a lot of people. I think for the longest time I lived in a world where who I was was dictated by the male gaze and ultimately the patriarchy and I think because of that, the idea of having a sexuality which didn't include men, or at least include cis men, um, by my definitions um, for myself, was a world where I was like, that's not a thing I can do. And I think that I was always really, I was definitely always like super intrigued by people who like really embrace their lesbian identity. Um, But I think there are still just so many people who don't because it's so hard to live in a world that is dominated by men and then have no real interest in them (laughs) and I think that especially upon meeting my partner Saoirse who is very very much a lesbian very very much identifying with that word very much is like my gender is lesbian and I never realized that 
lesbianism didn't have to be this very like women loving women that's it that is all I think I didn't realize that being part of the lesbian community could I could identify outside of being a woman I could identify outside of just loving women and just being like no I love femininity femme presenting people and I think that the definition for me is my lack of attraction to cis men ultimately because of what they do to the world (laughs) but yeah it was a real it was a real journey and over like the last year or two I've really like I am so gay I'm such a lesbian I literally I'm realizing that all of these men that I was like oh they're attractive it's because I wanted to look like them this was always the thing it's like I'm a fairly masculine presenting person but I love like gender bending styles and whatnot And whenever I would see feminine men, I'd be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then only in the last year or so have I realized, I want to be a feminine man. I want to be a femboy. Oh, I don't, I don't want them near me though. Don't bring them near me. (laughs) You've spoken like a bit about seeing things that are like possible kind of thing. Can you remember the moment? Did you think that you ever could become an actor? Or did you always know that you wanted to be an actor? And can you remember a moment when you believed that like this would actually happen kind of thing? Yeah, um, I think the moment I realised that I, this could actually happen was probably like the first time I saw myself on screen, which uh, was only about like two and a half years ago now. And I think, again, there is this assumption that, oh, like, you must have gone to drama school and like you must have studied acting and that is not my background in the slightest. I was pushed out of acting so heavily in my youth and I never thought that I could be a person who would be able to go out and play characters and do it for a living no less. I always thought that all of the intersections of my identity and all the minority groups that I belong to would keep me from accessing this very white privileged space, which is the world of cinema and theater. I really, I find it really emotional to talk about because I never saw myself in the position I am now. And to be honest, I think very similarly to a lot of people who live within a queer identity, I didn't really see myself living past the age of 18. And so, especially in my youth, I just did a lot of like reckless stuff because, and just pushed a lot because I didn't think I was going to be here now. I didn't think I, I didn't think I'd reach like 23. And it's funny because that push and that drive has kind of put me in the position I am now, because especially socially, embracing my queer community and being able to be in touch with them has put me in the place I am now because we like people have made it possible for me to access these spaces and I'm now able to connect these two worlds that I never thought would have any kind of connection it's really it's really nice it's really nice and I did not think I'd ever be able to get here little 10 year old Kai definitely didn't think that he could be an actor he thought the closest I'm ever going to get is like working on a set and that's the closest I'll ever get and I studied a lot of film direction did a lot of media studies and studied fashion for two years at university because I thought production was the closest I'd ever get to a performance space where people actually wanted to look at me and would like pay to see me on their screens. And to now be the person I am representing for so many people who probably thought the same thing is overwhelmingly joyous, honestly. It really is. 
to quote Dr. Ronks, you can't be what you don't see. Yes. Um, and that is one, like, honestly, props to them, because I think that once I saw them using that quote, I was like, oh, my God, that's like the description of my life, really. Of, I really didn't think I could be where I am. And it's why it's also a motivator for me of like why I keep pushing into spaces that I never thought I could be in is because I want a kid who's just like me to be able to think if I want to do that I can do it we should never feel like there are we should never feel like there are walls that we can't climb over that's what I want to do for the young queer community the young weirdos and oddballs out there pot diva selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pot Diva. Amazing. I, I know um, when I got in touch about like featuring you on the Diva Power list of the questions, one of the things you actually said on this topic was how um, Intersex Quality Rights UK, you were talking about building more connections with like production teams and stuff like that to work towards like more intersex representation. I was wondering, obviously, intersex stories are underrepresented everywhere. But is there mm. what type of like when thinking of like the future and hopefully continuing to get more representation what type of stories would you like to be um, told specifically on the screen honestly I think in terms of intersex representation I think a lot of what I want to see on screen is I think I, I think I want to see less of the the pathologization and the medicalization of intersex the big thing that we ignore a lot of the time when it comes to telling intersex stories and exploring intersex narratives is we miss the person in that and the humanity in it and 
as an intersex person and as an intersex person who has like not only a terrible medical experience but also a experience of medical negligence and just being ignored consistently I think that that has made such an impact on my life and an impact and an impact on who I am as a person. And I think that's the story that needs to be told of how that impacted who I am, rather than necessarily always telling these stories of people discovering their intersex identity. Sometimes people are like, I've known I've been intersex since I was 14, and I'm still on my journey of understanding my own body. And it's the recognition of the fact that that doesn't stop and that's the story that's the story i want to tell yes it is my story but i know there are so many variations of it i know that my story is just one of so many of how people's intersex variations have changed their lives and changed who they are and i think that that is one of the biggest one of the biggest things that's missing from a lot of intersex narratives that have been told And that's the representation that I'm looking to bring to the screen and stage. Maybe, who knows? I don't know. I've never done anything stage. We'll give it a shot one day. I'd love to see you on the stage. Be fun. Like, do jazz hands and stuff. (laughs) In terms of like, um, because you also talked about like authentic casting and carrying that forward. I know you spoke a little bit about it then, but I was wondering if you could offer up any more advice on how that can be achieved and people can like advocate for that who, no matter how much power they have in the industry. I think that even as like an audience member, it's really important to be critical of whatever you're viewing. And that's not necessarily to say be mean, but be critical of what you're viewing, be a critical viewer, understand that I'm watching this and it's telling this particular story, but who are the actors telling it? Who are the directors telling it? Who are the writers telling it? Are we telling a, are we telling a minority story via the lens of white privilege? Mm-hmm. or are we telling a minority story through the lens of that minority group or even possibly another minority group I think it's important that we criticize and analyze what we're viewing and understand who it's been made by and who it's also been made for there's a lot of instances where media is created to create an understanding for white people honestly and it's directed at white people and it's directed at white people with privilege If we then flip the lens on that and start creating media for the minority groups that we're talking about, I feel like it drastically changes the way we make it and also who you can get to make it. I think as an audience member, your best bet is to just be critical of what you're watching. And then in terms of like being in casting, being in the seat of an actor, put yourself in spaces, bring people in who you know could authentically play the role that you're casting, go for the roles where you have you have a relation to the character that you're reading about the script you're reading if that character feels like you if that's a story you know go for that role and I think that that is a really important thing that we can do on the side of making media with directors and stuff again it's putting people in the room you can't make the thing if you don't put the people in the room and Come on, white allies. I know that you know, I know that you know a black person. I know that you know a gay person. I know that you know an intersex person, possibly. I know that you, I know that you know these people. Put them in the room. Because yes. that's how you help. I was about to say this earlier to you actually, on terms of like um representation of visibility and queer joy. I saw that you were in a um 
and it came when I saw it come off my timeline I was like literally squeaked with joy because you were you're in the like campaign with Nix Cosmetics and you were alongside some like really great people including Yasmin Finney from uh, Heartstopper so what what was um, I was just wanted to know what this was like Oh my God. Um, It was probably one of the most incredible couple of days of my life. I had such an amazing time. And also I think it was the first time that I'd been on a set where I was just treated with like the utmost respect from stepping on. That is honestly invaluable to me because I go, I go into my working spaces, except accepting that there's going to be a little bit of prejudice somewhere. I think being somewhere where I was being celebrated for, for my intersectional identity was so strange it wasn't it it wasn't something I had quite processed before going and then arriving there on set and shooting with all these amazing people I was so blown away like shooting with like Lily Rose and Way of Yar and just I think it just blew my mind the amount of queer joy that we managed to have in a space and then have that be authentically publicized and working with the masons the um the art directors for the shoot as a quick as a queer couple kind of coming at this and as an interracial queer couple I think that they couldn't have picked a better team to direct the piece either when we all came together it just it was it was just pure queer joy and I had the most amazing time and I think that it's definitely molded how I want to experience like what I want my experience to be like on set and what I want the experience of other people who are from minority groups to experience when they walk onto a set. And I think pretty much ever since I've been trying to advocate for that pretty much everywhere I work. So honestly, thanks Nick's Professional Makeup for um, giving me a precedent for how I should be working and not what I should be putting up with instead. Yes, I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's inspired you how you carry yourself and work and stuff going forward. In terms of like inter- intersectionality, do you think that it's also impact- like your intersectional identity has impacted like your activism? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that there was definitely, it's interesting because I think a lot of people know me for my intersex activism, but I have been in activist spaces for far longer than that. I've been I had, uh, embarrassingly, um, I had a YouTube channel called All Rainbow Squad when I was like 14, where we all posted just like LGBT plus content. Oh, um, amazing. And it was like a few of us from like around the world that just all got together and uploaded videos. Um, but so, yeah, so I've been probably part of like the LGBTIQA activist space since I was around 14. And I think what's changed is honestly how honest I'm being I think I definitely used to because again like not being able to come out and be like I'm an intersex person back then not being able to comfortably embrace my lesbian identity just not being able to kind of accept those parts of myself because I still had growing to do I think as I've grown my activism has grown and spread into so many different places and I've met so many people that I think have inspired my activism and inspired me to really like be a a better read person like I read so much more and I feel like my knowledge is so much more expansive now because rather than being like this is just for me I think actively seeing my community suffer big change big change in how I pursue my activism and also how far I'm willing to push I've actively now lost people I've I've lost friends I mean 
obviously most recently Shay and honestly I hope they're at peace but actively losing people I know to be good genuine honest souls because the world can't accept them for who they are has really cut me really deep and I think that's the biggest change I think the biggest change is it went from something I wanted to participate in to something that I need to participate in because can't I can't opt out when it's my friends my family my life on the line if I don't stand up and say something yeah um and yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry for your recent loss as well thank you for always choosing activism be hard to as we were talking about earlier like look after yourself as well so yes thank you for fighting for others and like all of the communities as well oh my god thank you for allowing me to I think that's the other thing is kind of like I would not be able to do what I do without the support of my community behind me, which honestly, I feel the love all the time and it's really overwhelming. And I would not be able to do what I do without that support and without that love. So thank you and thank our entire community for being behind me in my efforts. Before we leave, is there anything that you'd like to you'd like to address that we haven't touched on yet or anything you'd like, like a final message or anything like that both intersex and trans people should um be kept in the ban of conversion therapy yes um and the only way we can do that is if we continue to make our voices heard and continue to be visible and continue to be angry about it like don't suppress that anger let's go throw it into some productive spaces like yelling at the government and I just have so much love for every every person in the Alphabet Mafia. Oh, I love that Alphabet Mafia. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's one of my favorites because I am so dyslexic that I do struggle to say the acronym all the time. But my my Alphabet Mafia fam, you're all amazing. You're all wonderful. You are loved. You deserve to be loved and you deserve to feel love. All of that good stuff. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva, queers for your ears, in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Share the love by leaving us a review. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.